What would remain if whatever you value the most right now in your life is taken away? Maybe you value your physical possessions. Perhaps you've got a beautiful car. What if it was taken away? Maybe you have a house that is your dream house. What if that was taken away? What if you are working so hard to build a well-toned, beautiful body and you didn't have the body? What if you lose the face that is so handsome, so pretty? What if you have a voice that is mesmerizing and you, you lose that? What if you lose pretty much everything you've got? What remains? Well, guess what? This is exactly what happens when we die. All that ceases to matter. And all that is left in the world is the impact you have made, the difference that you have made. In other words, the extent to which you have lived a purposeful life. Hello, welcome to the Half Hour with Joanna Mongoshi. And today we are discussing life, purpose, and success. I believe the two are intricately linked. Why life, purpose, and success? Well, it is my humble opinion that I validated over the years because I conceived this idea almost two decades ago. It is my humble opinion that when you live a life on purpose, you will succeed. You will have fulfillment in life. You are more likely to live in harmony with other people. You have less stress. You will find it much easier to move from what I call the competitive plane where you are always trying to outdo other people. We are always trying to compete and prove that you are better than other people. To the creative plane, we are looking at how best you can apply your God-given talents to make a difference. So let's start with a quick definition. What is purpose? Purpose is your reason for existence. If we look at you, where you were born, the year in which you were born, the family you came from, the habitat that you grew up in, the environment... Uh, the village, the town, the place, when we look at all the experiences you had from preschool to primary school to secondary school, when we look at all the relationships you have built, the challenges you have faced, the successes you have achieved, putting all that together, what we get is pretty amazing. What we get is a unique person. In a world of 7 billion people, there's just one you. There's never been someone exactly like you. There will never be someone exactly like you. And what that says to me is that this precious one-shot-only life you are living is so unique that you, therefore, have a unique mission that only you can achieve. You have a unique responsibility that only you can carry out. So purpose is the unique reason for existence of an individual. Your purpose is your unique reason for living. Purpose is why you exist, why you came into this world. Out of billions of people living, and maybe over a period of time, there'll have been trillions of people who will have passed through this world. You are unique. So that uniqueness means to me, you have a non-transferable responsibility an inescapable duty to contribute to this life. You need to make a positive difference. The positive difference that only you can make in the world is your purpose. And that purpose is achieved by applying your God-given talents 
and the strengths you have developed through education and experience into making life better for other human beings. Apply your strengths to meet a human need, to address a human problem, defines purpose. So I believe it is impossible for you to fail when you're doing what you were created to do. The extent to which you do it is another story. But as long as your life is aligned to what you were created to do, how could you possibly fail? It's impossible. So think about this for a moment. It is not, it might sound deceptively simple, but it is not an easy thing to do. Simple, but not easy. Simple to understand that I, as a human being, am unique. There's no one exactly like me. There's never been anyone like me. There will never be anyone like me. And therefore, I have a duty to carry out in order to fulfill my reason for being in this world. It's a totally different story to align your life so that you are living according to that purpose. So this is what we will be unpacking on the other side. If you are interested in making sure that you achieve harmonious relationships around you, you, full, you feel fulfilled almost all the time and you get the energy and derive that zeal for life from doing what you were created to do, then stick around and I'll be unpacking life, purpose and success with you. See you on the other side. What is your life purpose? What is the purpose of your life? No, this is not a rhetorical question. This is an actual question I am posing to you at a personal level. Yes, I'm getting personal here. What is your life purpose? Are you able to give me an answer that is articulate, that is clear, that is coherent, that is fluent in one sentence. Well, if you're not able to, you join roughly 90% of the people I've asked this question who are not able to answer the question clearly. And I suspect most of them have not given this any thought, have never sat down to think about what their life purpose is. And perhaps the vast majority of them will be engaging with this question for the first time in their lives. So we know how praiseworthy purpose is. In the Shona culture, we say, A person who doesn't have a purpose doesn't have a direction. And yet most of us have not given sufficient thought to what our purpose in life is. Most of us don't realize how critically important it is to clarify this purpose in order for us to be very clear on the direction we are taking in life. Because I believe without a clear direction, it's very difficult for you to achieve real success because you're like a person who's going somewhere but is not clear on the destination. So anywhere I'm going is fine. So I'm challenging you to start the process of thinking seriously about your purpose. If you don't know your purpose in life, then make it your purpose to discover your purpose. That's my challenge to you today. So are you ready to go through the steps of discovering your purpose? That's what I'll be taking you through. But before I do that, a very important precondition. Now, this condition is of such critical importance that I tend to repeat it a lot. They say, simba, or in other words in English, repetition has power. And I keep repeating this because you can never, ever overstate uh, this principle, especially in this time and age we are living in. And that principle must be obeyed. 
if you are to live on principle, if you are to live on purpose, you must obey this principle. And that principle is summarized by the statement, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. If the way you are living your life, if the way you are earning money, if the way you're climbing to the top does not respect the sanctity of other lives, if you are climbing on top of other people in order for you to rise, if you are taking advantage of other people, if you are cheating, lying, stealing, being corrupt, whatever you are doing that detracts you from obeying the golden rule that says do unto other people as you'd like them to do unto you, know verily that you are slowing down the journey towards achieving your purpose. So purposeful living is predicated upon living according to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. It might not be a destination. It might not be an event. It might be a process of realigning your life to that golden rule, but it's of utmost importance. Listen, this is the foundation of Ubuntu, Wunu, as we talk about it. It's about respecting the sanctity of other people's lives. This is the foundation of all spirituality. I don't care what your religion is, but if you go down to the essence, the most important part of religion, you find that we will boil it down to this one simple rule. Do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. Right, having gotten that out of the way, let's move on to finding out your purpose. Just to recap, purpose is the reason why you were created. Purpose is your unique positive contribution to the world. Purpose is where your strengths meet a human need, where you use your God-given strengths to address a human need. Right. So how do you discover purpose? The first thing we need to do is to find out what your strengths are, because we say that purpose is where you take those strengths and use them to address a human need, that intersection between your unique strengths and the needs that are there in your environment in the world today. Right. So we say strengths or your strength is derived from the talents that you have that have been enhanced or reinforced by knowledge that you have gained and that have further been sharpened by the skills that you have. So let me go over that again. Talents plus knowledge plus skill over time will define your strengths. So when you're clear on your strengths, all you need to do now is to find the right environment, the right area, the right arena, the right sphere where you can apply those strengths, where you can use those strengths to add value to other people's lives. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using your strengths in a way that is profitable. Are we together? What do I call that? I call that sustainability. You cannot live on purpose in a sustainable way for the long term unless that purposeful living is profitable to you. So it is permissible. In fact, it's advisable that when you are applying your purpose, you're doing it in a way that is profitable. You're giving value to other people. And in return, those people that you're giving value to are willingly, freely rewarding you for the value that you're giving in their lives. Okay, so going back to the process. Number one, I would like you to think about what is it that makes you feel happy? 
And I'm talking about activities, work. What type of work do you do that makes you feel happy? Because when you are living a blissful life, when you feel happy when you do something, chances are you are operating in an environment that is suited for you. A fish will feel happy in water. So if you find there are certain work, certain activities that when you do, you feel fulfilled, you feel joyous, you have that excitement, chances are this is an area where you're meant to be. Number two, what are the skills that you have mastered faster than other people? When you've got a talent in an area, you find that you will learn and achieve mastery, gain proficiency quicker than most people and to a level that, ha- that is higher than the average person. What are the kind of activities or the skills that you have managed to master in a reasonably short time compared to most people and to a higher level than most people? Yes, most of us have got capacity to learn the basics and reach maybe a minimum level of proficiency in most areas if we give it time. But if you find you're doing it in a shorter period of time and to a higher level than the average person, chances are you are talented in that area. And as a result, by developing your talent in that area, you will be able to clarify what your strength is and then use that strength to meet a human need and thereby live your life on purpose. Number three, what do you get complimented on? What are the activities which when you do, most of the time come to you and say, hey, listen, Tom, listen, Mary, Jane, whoever it is, when you do this, you do it so well. I really appreciate how you do this almost all the time. Yeah, sometimes we have a fluke in life when we're lucky, we do something and it turns out well. But when you can do this repetitively, when you can replicate that act of excellence over a period of time, there's a pretty high probability that this is an area you are talented in. And hence, this is a very ideal area for you to build your strength on. Number four, what awards have you won? Have you ever won any award where you know, you've been recognized through merits that you're doing really well in this area. So by looking at that, you start to get a realistic picture of the strengths that you have or the fields in which you can develop your strength. And as much as possible, we might fantasize about achieving excellence in other areas. I believe when you're an adult, Let's say you're, I don't know, you've reached 18, maybe 24, perhaps even 30. By the time you reach that maturity, it's pretty clear where your strengths lie. If you are a reflective enough person, where you think about your life and you're able to examine the process you've gone through in life, the successes you have achieved, the challenges you have met, how you've overcome those challenges, the excellence that you have achieved. So by doing all this, you start to realize that, hey, wait a minute. I actually believe I'm cut out for this area rather than this area. I'm likely to achieve greater success when I focus my energies in this field rather than in that field. So once that's happened, what do you need to do? A question I get often is, what if, you know, I'm working and I'm doing a job I don't enjoy? I'm not particularly talented in this area. I don't have the strengths that are necessary. But look, I've done this for years. This is my job. And it's paying the bills. It's helping me raise my family. Do I suddenly ditch this and say I want to do something that is aligned to my purpose? My answer is no. That would be stupid and irresponsible. What you want to do is to start moving 
It might be in small steps, but those steps should be consistent, gradual, and incremental towards moving yourself into the areas where you can live on purpose. So find small activities you can start doing on a daily basis that moves you towards purposeful living. So if you realize that your purpose really is tied down to providing value to people's lives through, let us say through agriculture, for example, and your career right now is nothing to do with agriculture, uh, then start reading on agriculture. Start talking to people who are in agriculture. Start practicing it on a small scale on that small plot. So every day, do at least one small thing that moves you closer towards your purpose area. And over a period of time, you'll find that cumulatively, you will be making headway. If you're acting every day towards a certain goal, imagine where you will be by the end of 365 days. So you need to challenge yourself to start doing what you can with what you have, where you are right here, right now, to move into more purposeful existence. If you find that you have not been obeying the golden rule, you need to start making conscious efforts to be objective, to be fair, to be ethical, to take into account the sanctity of other people's lives so that you are not taking unfair advantage of them. It is a process, not an event. But like I said in the past, the best time to start was yesterday. The second best time to start is now. So this is an answer that I give. Don't suddenly abandon what you are doing that's irresponsible and stupid. What you want to do is gradually move yourself in a consistent and sure manner towards living your life on purpose. So let me tell you something else about purposeful living. What I found out is that when you make a commitment to live your life on purpose, the universe conspires to help you. Events will occur. Coincidences will happen. People will come into your life that will, as sure as the sun rises in the east, they will move you in the direction where you are meant to be. After all, this is what you were created to do. Way back in 1999, Christmas Eve, I discovered my purpose. After reading a book entitled Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, a question insistently kept engaging with me in my mind. And that question was, what really should I do with my life? To put this in perspective, at that point, I was, uh, uh, in my career, I was really doing well. Uh, my title was General Manager ITSD, ITSD, Information Technology and Systems Development. I was at one of the biggest banks in the country. I almost say the name of the bank. I'm not allowed to because that'll be like advertising for them. And um, I had a good job, good salary, and, and uh, upwardly mobile. I had experienced rapid changes in uh, my physical existence and the amount that I was earning, the car I was driving, the house I was staying in, the neighborhood where I was. And this question kept going in my mind after reading this book that, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? And at 3 a.m. on Christmas Day, after failing to fall asleep the whole night, I got up and I wrote the purpose. My purpose in life is to help people discover their potential and create wealth. And from that day, from that very moment, I made a commitment that I would do whatever I can to align my life to my purpose. 
And I started by studying. I started studying books that I felt would help me move closer to my purpose. I started the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. I read it, reread it, studied it, wrote notes about it, rewrote the whole book using Zimbabwean examples where they were American examples. I did the same with a book entitled How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Read it, reread it, studied it, wrote notes, and rewrote the whole book using Zimbabwean examples where they were American examples. I did the same with the first book that caused me to go through this journey, which was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read it, reread it, studied it wrote notes, rewrote the book using examples that were Zimbabwean rather than American examples. And this whole process took me a year. I'll get up in the morning and do what I call my power hour, where I'd study, I'd meditate, I'd exercise, I'd do breathing exercises, you name it. And by the end of that year, I was pregnant with data. I was pregnant with knowledge, information on the field that I'd chosen to focus on. And they say when the student is ready, this, the teacher will appear. Someone came to me and said, hey, listen, Jonah, I noticed that you like to speak in public. You're not terribly good at it. I recommend you join Toastmasters. And if you've been listening to this program, you know what happened with me with Toastmasters. I entered speech competitions, and for the first time in my life, I won a national award. I was the national champion for impromptu speaking. And the next year, I entered the prepared speech, won the national contest, won the division contest for clubs in sub-Saharan Africa, won the regional, the regional contest for clubs outside US and Canada, and went to the world championship and came third in the world championship. And that took me on a completely different journey in my life that led me to visiting more than, oh, more countries than I have fingers on my hands and led me to where I am today. So basically what I'm saying is that I believe fate, life, God, you name it, will come to your assistance when you have proven, when you have been tried and tested and you have shown evidence that you are totally, absolutely and completely committed to living on purpose. When you are dedicating your life to purposeful living, when you are making a conscious, conscious effort towards living the golden rule, when you are reflective to examine your own life, to see what are the strengths that I have, what are the talents that I possess, and you are exerting your effort to move your life towards living a purposeful living. You are making effort to provide value to people, to provide what I call positive impact, to address a human need using the strengths that you possess. So my question to you is, so what? So what are you going to do with what I've shared with you? They say that when a mind expands due to an idea, it will not shrink back to its original size. Are you going to prove them wrong? Are you going to say, you know what, I've heard all this, but I simply don't care? Yeah, it might make sense, but I'm unique, I'm different. That's sad, because for me, a person who, have, who has not heard this and doesn't act is actually living a more purposeful life than somebody who has encountered this material and chooses to go back in evolution by not feeling challenged, by not applying it into their own lives. At the end of the day, if we are looking at what I call enlightened self-interest you're actually looking at how you can achieve the best for you and others by maximizing on the knowledge that you get, on the learning that you attain. Now, let me address one last challenge 
a negative thought that sometimes gets into people's minds. And this is the thought that, you know what, I really don't have a purpose. I'm not that much good at anything. I'm not outstanding at anything. I, I just go with the flow, man. I'm just trying to make a living. Uh, yeah, whatever I can do, you know, I'll do it. I actually think that's one of the biggest sins that a person can, can commit. Yes, you heard me right. That's one of the biggest sins. When we have said you, your life is unique because you've had unique experiences that define you throughout eternity, right? From the time of creation today, it's unique. And you choose to say, I'm not that important. I'm a non-entity. I think that is really an insult to your creator to say, God made junk, right? So I want you to disabuse yourself of that notion. There is nothing like that. You are only useless if you choose to classify yourself as a useless person. It's a choice you are making. You can make a difference. You have areas in life where you possess talent. You have knowledge you have gained, whether it be through formal education or otherwise. You have skills that you have attained. You might need to refine them further to sharpen them, but you have that. You have potential to do much more than you have done. In fact, I believe your potential is inexhaustible. So please, abandon that. Tell yourself, repeat it, I am important because I was made by God. I'm uniquely and fearfully made and I have a unique purpose that only I can achieve. If you have to repeat that a thousand times, a million times, so be it until you believe it. You are not useless. You have a purpose just as the most highly respected people in the world, the exemplary people that everybody uses as role models have good purposes. You have a purpose. Everything that they have, you also have. And you came from the same material, the same source where those people came from. So in summary, let me just recap and then close. Number one, if you are going to live a fulfilled life, a life where you have minimum stress, where you are feeling like there is meaning in your life, you need to discover your purpose and live according to that purpose. Purpose is how you use your strengths to address human needs. It is the intersection of your strengths and human needs. In order for you to discover your purpose, you need to look at your strengths. And those strengths are defined by the talents that you possess that have been energized, reinforced, empowered by the knowledge that you have acquired and further sharpened by the skills. Talent, knowledge, skills. And when you apply that, to a human need, then you are living on purpose. A condition for living on purpose is to obey the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. If you are not yet living on purpose, then you need to make it. In fact, let's start with this. If you are not yet clear on your purpose, make it your purpose to discover your purpose. If you are not yet living on purpose, then start gradually but steadily and consistently taking at least one action every single day that moves you towards your purpose. And if you're really serious about discovering purpose, I invite you to join the success family. All you need to do is send your name via WhatsApp to this number, 0775-190-718. Let me repeat that, 0775-190-718. 
If you'd like to achieve success, if you'd like to be insured against failure, then discover your purpose and live on purpose. Be very, very excited. See you in the next episode. This is Jonah Mungoshi on the Half Hour with Jonah Mungoshi. Be blessed.